All the road and go. Where am I to go, me Johnny? Where am I to go? For I'm a young and a sailor lad, and where am I to go? Hello, and welcome to Where Am I to Go podcast. Today, before we start the show, I would like to bring up some business things that have kind of been on my mind so that you can know where to get more Where Am I to Go. First off, I'd like to talk about the Facebook page at Where Am I to Go podcast. It's on Facebook, and we've been posting some wonderful pictures of some of the places that we've been and some of the adventures that we've had. Not everything that we go and do is made into a podcast. And so we take pictures at different places and post those pictures so that you guys can enjoy some of the different places we've been. Also, I really am interested in listener feedback. I have an email address at whereamitogopodcast at gmail.com. Again, that is whereamitogopodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear some of the listeners' comments and some of their ideas of places that might be interesting to visit and go and do. Today we are in northern Louisiana in a town called Gibsland, and I am here with Perry, and we are at the Bonnie and Clyde Museum. I was really hoping to get here last year. It didn't happen. It worked out better that we're getting here this year. And Perry's going to take us through and talk to us about Bonnie and Clyde, their last meal, their, I guess you could call it, execution site. And uh, we're going to see some of the actual artifacts of of some of the cops, I'm sure, and some of Bonnie and Clyde's artifacts. And we're going to see some cool things. So welcome, Perry. And uh, I'm glad to meet you here. Well, this, this was Canfield's Cafe. Clyde came in that building, this building that morning, sat at the first stool at the lunch counter. Counter ran long ways. Ordered him a Gibson round steak with a slice of onion, which was a fried bologna sandwich. He got Bonnie <laughs> a BLT. Uh, she had time to eat about half her sandwich before she was killed. Clyde's was still wrapped up sitting next to him. Um, well, so now they, they just ordered their meal to go? To go. Clyde Bonnie so, didn't even come in that morning. Okay. Now, now there, there are stories that they were in and out of this area for about two months. Okay. And there are stories that they did eat here before and that some of the locals would go out and pick Bonnie up and carry her in. She couldn't walk. How come she couldn't walk? She, had, she was dying from blood poison and her right leg was just mangled. She'd really? She'd been shot through both legs. She'd been burned up. She was in a lot worse shape than what most people, you know, want to talk about. You, you can't have some little cripple in, in a movie. You know, right. They glamorize it a lot more in the movies. But both of them were in pretty bad shape by the time they killed them. They'd already they, been shot a couple of times. They'd been shot numerous times. And really? And she had been burned up in a car crash. Okay, now is this the actual stool from the... That is the spot. That is the spot. That is the spot. That's where the first lunch counter stool was. You can see a mountain right there. Right. And as you go through on the other side of the wall, you'll see more. The counter ran long ways. He said at the first stool at the lunch counter. And that's where he ordered. That's where he ordered. She sat in the car. She actually sent a little girl in here and told him to hurry up. They had places to go. Okay. (laughs) And as we walk in here, we see a whole bunch of pictures on the wall, uh, several... Bonnie and Clyde pictures. Uh, the Clyde killed. 
uh, newspaper articles and some of that kind of stuff. The phone was actually at the gas station across the street where the officers used that phone to call Dallas to tell him they'd killed him. Really? And that was a party line, and the word just spread like wildfire. And so that's the actual phone. phone that was at the, the uh, gas station, which is right around the corner. There's a plaque on the wall at okay. the gas station. Okay. And whose hat is that? There's a hat inside of a glass case. That's Ted Hinton's hat in that picture. It wasn't the hat he wore at the ambush site. Okay. But it's the hat. He was, at the, he was one of the deputy sheriffs from Dallas, and that's his hat. Okay. Right there. His actual hat. Yeah. Wow. His, his son worked here for 12 years. His son. Oh, really? His son was Boots Hinton. That's okay. Boots right there. Okay, and he's, he's the one that does the documentary. Yeah, he, when you come in here, you can sit down and watch a documentary. And, and how long is that documentary? About 12 minutes long. Okay, so it's, it's pretty easy to watch. Yeah, we have one of his saxophones here. Clyde had three saxophones. Oh, really? Yeah, the one that was actually in the death card, the family still has it. Huh, and where does the family live? Uh, they live outside Dallas. Okay. The Barrows was a very big family. Uh, there weren't a lot of Parkers on Bonnie's side, but there was, there was a lot of Barrows. Like we got the original mirror from the Joplin apartment that was in the bathroom. We got that from um, James Knight, who wrote Bonnie and Clyde, the 21st century. Okay. Uh, plus the uh, light socket that came out of that bathroom. That, they had a gun battle in that apartment in Joplin. It's still there. You can, I believe at one time you could rent it. Really? Yeah. And you could, you could, did anybody die in that gun battle? Yes, two police officers were killed. One wow. died there at the spot, and one died at the hospital later that night. Okay. We have. And uh, then yeah. we come. We come by here, and you've got the the headstones. Are those right. reproductions? That's those what actual? they look like. But yeah, that's what they look like. Okay. Uh, it, was, it was Clyde and Marvin, which is Buck. They're buried next to each other, and then that's what Bonnie's looks like. And we're working on now getting her moved and put next to Clyde. Her okay. family. Her and family where, where's the cemetery at? Dallas. Oh, it's in Dallas also. She's buried in Crown Hill, and he's buried in Western Heights. Okay, and Bonnie Parker, 1910 to May 23rd, 1934. She was only 24 years old. She was 23, actually. Her birthday hadn't made it yet. Okay, And okay. he had just turned 25. And it says, As the flowers are made sweeter by the sunshine and the dew, so this old world is made brighter by the lives of folks like you. I wonder who all felt that way. Well, in real life, she never robbed or killed anybody. She wasn't real picky about her friends, I guess, but she didn't even like guns. When they killed her, her life insurance policy paid double indemnity for accidental death. Really? When you buy a life insurance policy today, there is a Bonnie and Clyde clause in there that says if you're even wanted for a crime, this policy will not pay off. And that's, wow. that's thanks to Bonnie and Clyde. They did not get their day in court. So at right. that time, they had to pay off. Clyde's paid off, but hers paid double for accidental death. She was considered collateral damage. Really? Yep. I have nine of his shotguns here, three of his revolvers. Okay, and we're looking at, we're looking at a couple of pump shotguns, two of them. Three of them are sawed off for sure. Now, were all these in the car? Uh, well, these, these are movie props. These are BARs, which was Clyde's supposedly favorite ones. His favorite gun was actually a, this is a 12-gauge lever-action shotgun, but oh, he, okay. he owned a 10-gauge. 
and it was cut down about that big. Okay. He kept it on his side always. Uh, this one is his. These were his. And the, one of them's a semi-automatic. Again, 12-gauge, I'm assuming? Yeah. Or was that one 10 yeah. also? Uh, these are all 12-gauge. Those are all 12-gauge. Yeah. And then you've got several revolvers. And, and Those were his glasses he was wearing that morning. Oh, really? Yeah. They still look, oh, no, they're cracked. I was going to say, they still look to be pretty well intact. Huh. And this is, a, this is a really nice case. Of course, you've got a Thompson yeah. there also. Well, you know, the, the Thompson's more for, for the kids because, you know, that's the gangster gun. Right. You know, Clyde did have one. He stole one in Ohio, and uh, he didn't like them. They would jam on you. Okay. You know, and, and they wouldn't penetrate. That's why they didn't have any at the ambush site. Uh, Thompson wouldn't penetrate a car. Okay. Uh, but these are things that came from the death car and things that were his. Now, we've got, we've got some pictures. These are actual pictures of the yeah, car. Yeah. And then these are actual pictures of Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming they're autopsy photos. Yeah, or... that's actually, that is actually uh, uh, embalming fluid. That's not blood. Oh, okay, okay. They, 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 they never did embalm her. They tried. They tried. But there were too many holes? There were too many holes. She was and torn what apart. about Clyde? Same thing. They, sure. they did him section at a time. Really? When they got him back to Dallas. Yeah. And these are pretty interesting pictures. They're, they're good size pictures. They're like uh, two foot by two foot six. And they're showing them on, on operating. The uh, on yeah. The, yeah. On the yeah. slab. Wow. They have actually, when they first put them on display, they set them out naked. And somebody went and put a blanket over Bonnie, and they said, you know, dead or alive, you know, she needs some respect. Now, and, you're uh, talking about set them out. Did they set yeah. them out in public? Yeah, or? yeah, and let people walk by and look at them. And where did they do that? Arcadia. That's the parish okay. seat. That's where the undertaker was. And that's, that's what, probably 10 miles that's away? Eight, eight miles Eight miles road. away, yeah. 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 Because we went through there on the way. Okay, now you got a big picture also, same size picture of... of that is uh, Prentice Oakley. I'm sorry, this is Manny Galt and the highway men. This is just one of the local police officers, but that's Manny Galt. He, was, he ran with Frank Hamer in the okay. movie The Highway Men. You got Woody Harrelson and, and Kevin Costner playing Manny Galt and, and Frank Hamer, and that's the real Manny Galt. Okay, and they're standing in front of the car, of, yeah. uh, of course, yeah. with great big smiles. They're pretty happy with, with what they accomplished. And then you've got a, a case here that has... Uh, I'm going to tell you, in most of the pictures, they're not smiling. Somebody probably just cracked a joke or something. They're, they were not happy with, with what they had to do. Okay. You know, they, they never really talked about it after that day. They never promoted it. They never profited from it. Uh, it haunted those six men the rest of their lives. Wow. That was the only way to stop Clyde. They also thought Bonnie was two and a half months pregnant. And that haunted them because they still shot her. <laughs> and was she two and a half months pregnant? She was not. She was not. But her and one of the Methvin girls started the rumor. And to this day, some people still believe she was. Okay. You know, the last year of Bonnie's life, there was not a lot of lovemaking going on. Just to touch her hurt her. You know, just she was in so much pain. She because was addicted of having to morphine. Been Every, everything. She had, wow. she had rheumatism. Okay. At 23 years old. Wow. From living in that car in the cold and bathing in cold creeks. And it was a miserable, miserable existence. Not nearly as glamorous as Hollywood no. has made. No. 
Wow. No. And then you've got a bunch of magazines here that uh, have different articles, crime magazines yeah. and there's, there's women a, in crime. There are tons of magazine articles about them, tons of books. They probably have more plaques in this country than any president does. <laughs> they have plaques everywhere where they had gun battles, uh, car crashes, police being killed, banks being robbed. They're everywhere. We went to Poto, Oklahoma, yeah. right there on one of the windows of yeah, yeah. business. It yeah. says Bonnie and Clyde. Actually, I think it said it was their last bank robbery. Uh, maybe so. Yeah. I maybe. don't know, but, but I think that's what it said. And then you've got uh, Bureau of Vital Statistics uh, certificates here. And those must be the, the death certificates. Who are they for? I've got death certificates everywhere. H.D. Murphy. It says full name of deceased. That was these are oh, these are the, the death certificates of the two officers that were killed in Grapevine. Okay. Yeah. The Henry Methvin killed both of them. Bonnie and Clyde were blamed for it. They were certainly guilty by association, but they didn't pull the trigger. Henry shot both those officers with a shotgun. That's okay. what the police found there was three spent shotgun shells. Okay. And then we've got another case here with uh, another pump shotgun, not a not a sawed-off barrel. We mm -hmm. got a revolver. We've got some glass from the Bonnie and Clyde death car and seat little seat uh, cloth. Those binoculars came out of the death car. Really? He took them from one of the National Guard armories. Wow. Wow. The flashlights came out of the car. The screwdriver came out of the car. License plate? It did not. Just an okay. old license Just plate. Just an old license plate. Yeah. Wow. So you got, a, a, how did you acquire the stuff that I, came out of the death car? I bought it in auctions and, and from people around here. You know, I mean, they cleaned that car out around here. Then most of the damage was done at the ambush site. The car sat down there for almost three hours. Really? And the police were giving them stuff from the car to keep them away. But that's where they were ripping her dress and cutting her hair and tried to cut Clyde's trigger finger, cut off his ear. They were taking, you know, they were grabbing her hair and taking chunks of her hair off. And now this was just locals? Mm-hmm. Well, really? people, yeah, that heard, yeah, yeah. Wow. And it was the next day that they decided they were going to shut up and not talk about it no more. They were afraid of repercussions, you know. Uh, I mean, for up, up, up until the 80s, you know, you'd get run out of town in Arcadia if you tried to, if you were an outsider wanting to talk about Bonnie and Clyde. Really? Yeah. Even to just to come look at the site or yeah, anything yeah, else, yeah, they, they, they were wanna, pretty protective of it. They huh? didn't want to. They didn't want to talk to you if you weren't a local. Mm. Wow, that's interesting. And then you've got some. Is that some soil or whatever yeah, from the ambush yeah, site, along yeah. with several pictures, a BAR clip, and a couple of other uh, death pictures in that case. A lot of pictures around here, and a lot a lot of reading if you wanted to read it all. Right. I have what I have what we call the red room over there, and that's them laid out on the slab. Uh, I keep that in a room in case you know people don't want to look. But I have one of her sweaters in there, and I have one of her hats in there. Really, the, yeah. her and actual one of her one of her necklaces. Yeah, from from the, the was she car. carrying them at the time at the they death were in car? The car? Wow! Can we go see them? Yeah, they're right in there. This is too cool. Oh. That's what I this said. is an interesting room. That's what I said. <laughs> you know, it's he's got he's got a room in here that uh, is the death room, and he's got uh, a mannequin of Bonnie and Clyde both laying here with uh, 
like they're on their death table. And he does have a shirt or a, a overcoat that is all tore up from bullet holes. Mm-hmm. Uh, big hole in the shoulder, in the right shoulder. Yeah. And another hole, I mean a big rip in the right shoulder. That looks like that came in from the back and, and exited out the front. That's that's actually though a, a replica coat. Is it? Yes. This is real over here. Her red sweater, mm. her necklace, and that red hat's really bonny. And that's what she was wearing she was at not. the time. They were just in the car. They were just in the car. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Everything they owned was in that car. Right, including the camera. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And then they he's got lots of lots of the death pictures, uh, with yeah actual death pictures of Bonnie and Clyde and pictures of the car at the site and the cops all standing around. Wow, this is just, this is amazing. Okay, then we come on out. These were uh, pictures from the highway men and magazines that they made the cover of with uh, Kevin Costner and Woody Harrelson and that's Woody down at the ambush site, him at the marker. There's a picture of me and Kevin in the museum. All the guys that played in the posse, they signed who they were. Okay. And that was, this is who played Bonnie and Clyde in the movie. They were exact right size. Oh, really? Yeah, so you can see how tiny they were. And th- this movie, yeah. when was the movie? It, it, it came out two years ago. It's still on Netflix. It's called The Highwaymen. The Highwaymen. Yes, on Netflix. Okay, because they had yeah. some other movies of Bonnie and Clyde oh, yeah, that I saw when of, I was a lot younger. Well, here's one. This came out in 1993. Made for Fox TV. Okay. And then you got, of course, the Warren Beatty, Faye Dunaway film. That's the classic. That's the one that. That's won a, probably the one that's I the remember. The one that won the Academy Awards and stuff. And. And then you've got lots more. Uh, old newspapers, yeah. Old but, newspapers and articles. Yeah. Wow, this is quite the collect. I mean, this is a big collection this car of here, stuff. This car here for fifty-five years, it was shown as the real car. It's been to France. It's been to England. Really? It's been to all the state fairs. Uh, it's not the real car, of course, but it was sold as the real car for 55 years. And where's the real car set? It sits Whiskey, in Nevada, doesn't Whiskey it? Whiskey Peaks Casino in Prim, Nevada. Okay. Uh, that's Bonnie's fur coat over there. Okay, and, and so this one here has all the bullet holes placed it's, exactly right. Hey, man, I don't know who did it, but it's pretty damn close. Really? It is pretty close, yeah. Okay, and, and, and what, what year are we looking it's at? It's a 1934 Ford. Yeah, with the with the flathead V8 yep, in it. Yep, still got the motor and everything in it. All I got to do is rebuild the carburetor and put a battery in it. It's supposed to run. Really? But I don't want to crank it up. Right. Uh, this one does run. We use it in reenactments and things like that. Okay, yeah. and this one here's got got a nice paint job on it, and it's got uh, bullet stickers all over yeah, where, where the bullet it, holes are supposed it, to be. We use it for the reenactment, you know, so they drive down there and get shot all over in it. That's why I got all the bullet holes on that side. Okay. <laughs> It looks real. Yeah, it looks good. But this one here is really cool. Yeah. And so they ship this one all over the all over the world. Yeah, it's been to France, it's been to England. I mean, most of the bullet holes are on this side and you know, you got the five it is it's close, you know. That is just way cool. I do. And now was this col- was it this color? Was the car this color? The car was, was a Cordova gray. Okay. This is a desert sand gray. This used to be a Cordova gray. They painted it this color to stop all the confusion. Okay. You know, but in the 
67 movie, it's this color. Huh. Yep. And, of course, they've got Bonnie and Clyde sitting in the seat. Uh, kind of a bloody mess in there. Oh, it was. Definitely it was, it a was, bloody mess. It was. Uh, they got her sandwiches down there on the floor. Oh, they stuff. do. Uh, their map. She had a map in her lap. They, uh, there was membrane all in that car. I mean, the car smelt atrocious. I'm the sure. The whole back of his head was gone. She had a chunk of her skull out. Her left breast was blown off. Her right hand was blown. It was atrocious. I mean, they were tore. Both their backs were broke. How many uh, bullets entered this car? There's 167 holes in that car. That's not counting like like like, like ten wouldn't do. Yeah, there, there, there's a actually the first two shots hit them both in the head and killed them instantly. Okay, and so how they many? Were, how many? You said there were six officers. Six off. They were spread out. They were not in a tight bunch like this painting behind you. Okay. They were spread out. Prentice Oakley, he popped off the first shots. He had a he had a five shot clip in his rifle. Popped off, emptied the shot, killed him instantly. Clyde's foot come off the clutch. The car was in gear, started going down the road. And all the officers heard were shots, and they saw the car moving. So they just opened up, you know, and wow. it, was, it was over. They emptied everything they had, but, but they did not reload. That's just amazing. Yeah, they were going to stop them that day. And did, were, there, were there officers on the other side no, of the road, too? No, no, they were all on the driver's so side. So the bullet holes that you see on the other side are exit, exit holes. holes. They're okay. exit holes. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's just, looking at this car is just amazing. Cause it is. And when you go look at the real one, of course, it's amazing. But like I said, this one, the inside of that other one's all cleaned out. You'd have to work for CSI to find any bloodstains. Right. They cleaned it out in 1987, put a new motor in it, put new wheels on it, put it in the Great American Race, and drove it from Disney World to Disneyland. Really? They historically ruined the car. And Why then, did they do that? Then they auctioned it off. And Whiskey Pete's bought it for a quarter of a million dollars. I don't know why they did it. You know, I don't. I try not to think about it. it pisses me. I off. was going to say, take all the historical. When I used to, when I used to play it. in that car, it still had their DNA all in it. It was bloodstains everywhere. One of Bonnie's teeth was still embedded in the door. Really? I mean, yeah. You when know, you used to play in this, Mr. Car. Todd, my grandparents knew Ted Toddy. That's what got me into all of this. They would go now, visit. Now who's Ted Toddy? He owned the death car. He was the last okay. private owner of the car. Okay. My grandfather, you know, go visit. My grandfather owned a steel company. He knew everybody. Toddy was low on the list. I mean, my grandfather used to play golf with Mickey Mantle. He would take me over there, and Mr. Toddy, you know, I was just fascinated. He started giving me things from the car, and uh, he knew that. He, he told my granddad, he says, you know, my family hates this car. He says, when I die, they're going to practically give it away. And they did. You know, they really? sold it to a boy up in Vegas for about $69,000. You know, and, and then he had it for some years, and he's the one that auctioned it off. Wow. But it was, it was a... You, you, could, you, you couldn't get first dibs, huh? Well, when he died, I was about 15, and I begged my grandmother to buy me the car. And she could have. She just wouldn't. She said, Perry, I will buy you a 1934 Ford. She goes, but I cannot buy that car. They died in it. They died. You know, she was born two months after Bonnie. You know, well, she, if she saw you now, she'd say, well, you oh, kind of yeah, got no one Oh, no doubt anyway. about it. No doubt about it. <laughs> and I wish she was here to see where I'm at now. Wow. My mother is the only one that lived long enough to see me have the museum. Uh, she passed away about four years ago. Okay. But my dad died about a year before. I, well, actually, about six months before I bought it. Really? But, you know, this has been part of me forever. You know, huh. I've done a coloring book on it. I've done reports, studies, all kinds of stuff, you know, and. When my wife died, I needed a break. You know, 
I was already semi-retired. You know, I'm living off royalties and inheritance, and I needed something to do when darkness died. You know, I was in a bad place, and God sent me here, you know, to stay. I come here every year, but when I would leave, I was crying before I crossed the railroad tracks. I didn't want to leave no more. I loved it here. I didn't want to go back to Georgia. Finally, God just put me here. The couple that's down there, the girls with the little baby, uh -huh. they helped me get out there. I went to high school with her. She's just a friend. Okay. But they packed up all my crap in Georgia and brought it to me. I came here by myself. And wow. they packed up everything and brought it to me. My wife had a brain aneurysm in my house. And I just, it was just it was more than I could handle. So, okay, yeah. and in this case here? That's stuff that would have been taken out of the car. That's nothing that really actually came out of the car. But it's, they grabbed her shoes, they grabbed his socks, they grabbed the door handle, glass, her hair, his hair, pieces of her dress. You know, they, they, there was no respect there. Okay. You know, they were famous. And then, and <laughs> then we've were, got this case that has a bunch of different bricks. These are all location pieces. These are legit. Okay. These are things that came from the Dexfield shootout that they left out in the field. Uh, bricks from Joplin. Uh, the death house, I mean, the last place they spent their night. Uh, okay. Things from just different places. The Barrow Gas Station. Wellington, um, Texas. Yeah, that's from, from the, the car house. crash. Yeah, that's where they were at with the car crash. Okay, what happened with the car crash? Uh, Clyde missed the detour sign. He drove off into the Red River, and the car caught on fire, and Bonnie was trapped in the car. By the time the Pritchard boys broke, got down there, she was 30% of her body was burnt. The battery had blown up on her. And they snatched her out of the car and probably broke her leg and her ankle. And, of course, it was never reset the right way. And that right leg needed to be amputated. She, wow. She, and so that's part of the reason she, she contracted blood here. She contracted blood poisoning from that. Wow. And, and it was just, they're, they're real stories, a sad and tragic story. You know, they, you can read her letters that she wrote, Clyde. She never intended on living a life of crime. And when she actually took off with him, she had nothing. She had no idea what to expect. Right. You know, after the Joplin shootout, her and Blanche were probably in a state of shock, you know. Okay, and there was a question I was going to ask. Oh, was the car stolen or was that one that they had no, they had stolen. No, they never bought a car. It was okay. stolen from Topeka, Kansas, from Ruth Warren. Okay. Yeah. And then this coat is a... That was hers. That was hers. That was in the car? That's hers, yep. Okay. That's her fur coat. That's just amazing that, that there's stuff here that actually was out of well family's got to keep some stuff a lot of body stuff got burned up in a fire by one of her aunts but some of the stuff barely survived and i'm still friends with all their families you know um, her bonnie's niece raylene love her to death she'll be uh, 87 this year really? she's the one trying to get bonnie's body moved bonnie's okay. last request was to be buried next to clyde and her mother out of just trauma didn't do it. You know, she had to blame somebody for her daughter laying there like that. Right. But after the fact that she had time to think about it, she wished she had. That was her daughter's last request. You know, but then she didn't have the money to move her. So, you know, we're going to try to we'll try our best to get it done. Okay. And then you've got a whole bunch more pictures here. Uh, these are, okay, you've got. These are, these are pictures are from when they had the trial of the, har the harboring trial. They arrested like 35 people that helped Bonnie and Clyde and sent them to jail from anywhere from an hour to two years. Really? The only families I know that went through something like that. This guy here is Uncle Buck. He used to drive to prison 
Uh, he would go around to local towns and pick up prisoners and take them to the prison. You know, he'd pick them up from local jails. Uh, they're just, that's Bonnie as a waitress. A lot of them are in here two or three times, a lot of these pictures, but if you huh. miss it in one place, you might see it again. Okay. That's Detective Bill Decker. He ended up becoming the sheriff of uh, Dallas eventually, and he's a legend. Bill okay. Decker, yeah. And you got a picture here of Clyde with his two favorite Browning automatic rifles and a Ford V8. Of course, when he was looking to steal something, he always stole the Ford V8. He tried. He, yeah, he, that was his letter. That was, that was pretty much the car of the That time. was his letter to Henry Ford that when he's able to, he, he tries to steal a Ford. But he, <laughs> lost, he lost hundreds of guns. You know, he would steal guns, lose guns, steal guns, lose guns. That's just amazing. Yeah. And then, okay, we've got a, a sign here that says Curve. Curve. And, uh, and is this an officer that has that's, his arm through the that's sign? That's Clyde. That's Clyde. Yeah, he blew a hole through that sign. Oh, okay, and then stuck his arm through it. Yeah. He's hung his hat on the, on the top of yeah. the diamond. Yeah. Wow, that's a pretty cool picture. And then we've got another picture down here of Clyde holding... One of the BARs. One of the BARs standing in front of the car. Okay, now who took all these pictures? Family the, members, family? Uh, gang members, whatever. Like that's the letter he wrote to Henry Ford. Okay. And you know, that the original letter is, is in the Ford Museum. Okay, and this and and so this is a copy. Yeah. And it says, "Mr. Henry Ford, Detroit, Michigan. Dear sir, while I still have got breath in my lungs, I will tell you what a dandy car you make. I have drove Fords exclusively when I could get away with one. For Sustained speed and freedom from trouble. The Ford has got every other car skinned, skin, that word skinned? If I say. Skinned, and even if my business hasn't been strictly legal, it don't hurt any thing to tell you what a fine car you got in the V8. <laughs> Truly yours, Clyde Champion Barrow. Wow. Now that's... And, and then several pictures. Bonnie's sitting up here with several guns in her uh, I see when she, when, when, when she took this picture and this picture and her picture holding the gun on Clyde, nobody knew who she was. You know, nobody was ever supposed to see these pictures. Right. So when the newspapers got hold of them, they created her. You never see another picture of her ever holding a gun. She knew they turned those pictures against her. Okay. You know. And then she's standing in front. You got lots of actual pictures. Of oh, they took a lot of pictures. They took a lot of pictures of themselves. Yes, huh. they did. Wow, <clears throat> this is just fascinating. The museum is awesome. <laughs> it is awesome. There is just so much here to see, and we're just kind of hitting and and missing with some of the yeah some of the different things. Okay, now is this here uh, another letter they're going to have to kill me? Yeah. Yeah. And who did he write that one to? Probably to his mama. See, dear mom. Okay. And this yeah. one here says, despite his lofty prison raid plans, Clyde Burrow initially tried to go straight after his release from the penitentiary. He'd even left Texas for a job in I, distant Farmingham, Massachusetts, but he got homesick and soon returned. Burrow then worked at United Glass and Mirror on Swiss Avenue in Dallas. But ex-cons were not welcome in Dallas. Every day, city police or county deputies would pick him up for questioning, a tactic used to force ex-cons to leave town. 
Barrow was never charged with anything, but because he missed so much work, he was eventually fired from United Glass and Mirror. Okay, I'm never going to work again, Barrow told his mother, and I won't stand to rest either. I'm not going back to Eastham Hellhole. I'll die first. I swear it. They're going to have to kill me. Clyde Barrow joined up with Ralph Fultz, who had been paroled the previous summer. Together, they began implementing the plan to raid Eastham. On the evening of March 25th, Barrow and Fultz entered the office of Sims Oil Refinery on Eagle Ford Road, West Dallas, Texas. Accompanying Barrow and Fultz was an 18-year-old car thief named Raymond Hamilton. While Barrow held a gun on the night crew, Fultz broke into the safe for uh, the payroll. But the safe was empty. Their first crime was a failure. Anyway, it goes on. There's a lot to read here. Yeah. And this uh, street sign. That's, we have those all around this area in some places. That one just I found in the middle of the road and brought it here. Okay, and Highway 154 was... That's what we're on, and that's what they were killed on. Okay. Yeah. And then we've got a bunch more pictures and another case that... Uh, has a bunch of things, yeah, probably from yeah. the time period. Well, the, this stuff here was all in this box that, that Bonnie's mother had for her. She never got her chance to give it to her. Oh, really? Yeah, that stuff down there was stuff recovered from the Joplin apartment. Okay. And the suitcase. And these here are a pair of drawers that one of the girls in the dress shop here in Arcadia, the sheriff said, look, we got to put some clothes on this girl, you know, make her presentable when her family comes and gets her. So she brought several pair of undergarments, and these are ones she put on her. And they were too big, so she took them off, and then she just kept them because of this. Right. And she eventually gave them to the museum. Wow, so those were actually on her at yeah. one point in time. Yeah. Wow, this is just too cool. You have got quite the collection here. And and such a interesting point in time in history. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, so. Hopefully we'll never go back to that Great Depression. Well, yeah, we can all hope. So, anyway, well... This has just been great. I've been looking forward to getting here to see this museum. And I so appreciate your time. Oh, yeah. Uh, walking us through here. Yeah. And I always finish these things out by saying the world is full of wonder. You need to get out and explore. This stuff is everywhere. Yeah. And have an absolutely wonder-filled day. All the rolling go. Where am I to go? Meet Johnny. Where am I to go? For I'm a young and a sailor lad, and where am I to go? It's out along the topsail yard, that's where you're bound to go, Johnny. Way, hey, hey, all the rolling go. It's out along the topsail yard, take the topsail. For I'm a young and a sailor lad, and where am I to go? Oh, where am I to go? Johnny, where am I to go? Johnny, way, hey, hey. All the rolling go, where am I to go? Meet Johnny, where am I to go? For I'm a young and a sailor lad, and where am I to go? It's out along the royal yard, that's where you're bound to go. Johnny, way, hey, hey. All the rolling go. I'm a young and a sailor lad, and where am I to go? Oh, where am I to go? Meet Johnny, where am I to go? Johnny, way, hey, hey. All the rolling go, where am I to go? Meet Johnny, 